thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my God! You know what? You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, here we go. For other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome, folks, to the next episode of the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. Rob and Dave are with you tonight. Episode 7, you got to have heart. Top of the evening. Not the morning, not the afternoon, the evening. Check us out on hsskpod.com. You can get all of the um, social media, all the places you can download our podcast, yada, yada, yada. And uh, all that funky uh, stuff. So how are you, man? How, how was the uh, week for you? It was exciting with SummerSlam. Yeah, I can see by the prep that, um, I mean, I just added what the matches were and, and things of that nature. And you just, you just did. I, wow. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was better than expected. To be yeah. honest with you, I thought it was actually better than WrestleMania. Probably. Probably was. Because there was... If you go in with such low expectations... Yes, anything you, is going to be and, great for right. you. But th- there was kind of like you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, legit. You didn't know. Like, yeah, you knew Braun Strowman was going to come out. Right. Yeah, you knew Ronda Rousey was going to win. But in the long... like, We were actually wrong last week when we said, oh, isn't Natalia supposed to win the title over the game? Because her dad died. Well, oops. Oh, she still came out and did the whole jacket thing. Yeah. And, which is cool. I mean, I didn't, I, you know, you don't mind that, but. I heard that they were supposed to, well, we'll talk about it when we get to yeah. the actual matches. So, uh, yeah, so last week was pretty good. This week is going to be a little bit better. And I think both of it, it was funny. I was thinking about this on the ride over here that, you know, like we, we do hockey, obviously, first. What's that? What, what's the game called that, like, the trap game? This is going to be like the trap podcast for like next week. There's like oh. so much prep into like that one that yeah. we're just going to like blow through this when I go. That, <laughs> one, that one was easy to, to title <laughs> next week. It was. It was very, uh, it was very good. Uh, I, I liked it very much. 
But uh, what do we start off with um, every uh, week? Hockey news. Hockey news. If you hold on a minute, I have some, Jesus. So our first story. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I got have some, an intro song? I got, I got something for you. Wow. I got something for Ladies you. Ladies and gentlemen, the production value. If I can only freaking find it. <laughs> Dang it. Or lack thereof. Or, or lack thereof. Wait, hold on. Here we go. What is, what is, what is that nice one? What? Is that a train? <laughs> no. <sighs> All right. There we go. Production value here on the Hard Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. NHL news and notes for this past week. Uh, one of the big things that came out was Eric Lindros said and then backtracked from the fact that he wanted to take body checks out of the NHL. Well, I think he said he wanted to take it out of, like, youth hockey, which is stupid. I'm a firm believer that after mites, which is the, the smallest of the hockey... The mites on ice? Mites, yes. That's for you, Jay. Um, I think you should teach checking at a younger age. Because having played and coached, especially these age groups, like what ends up happening is your kid turns you know, 10, 11, and they become a peewee. And now you're allowed to check and take slap shots and, and whatnot. And these kids just go oh i can hit and just (laughs) run and try to lay people out where if you teach it from a younger age you learn that like you don't you know you can't hit somebody from behind like that or you Mm -hmm. can't take runs or anything and you also teach the kids to protect themselves right something that nobody ever taught eric lindros do it the right way right right because somebody who coached eric lindros he was always the biggest guy on the team, and they said, put your head down and just go straight through him. No one's going to be able to stop you. Mm-hmm. And nobody did till he got to the NHL. And then once he got to the NHL, everybody there can skate. Everybody there is either just as big or at least physically can handle hitting him. And we're not just talking about Stevens laying him out or, or whatever, like – Guys like Darius Kasparaitis laid him out, and Darius Kasparaitis was like five foot eleven. Right. You know, so I know where he's coming from. He's try- he's he's big into the concussion, right? Obviously, research and whatnot, yeah, right? Because he doesn't remember his name, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You're, if you take checking out of hockey, you become soccer. Yeah, it's like playing flag football. It's it's not fun. So um. Yeah, when when I first read that, I was like, did 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 the concussion day was that one of those really bad concussion days for you where you just wanted to speak and then you went back on it because oh I didn't know what I was saying. No, he probably just got so much shit shit for it from people. Like, are you crazy? That you're gonna sound like an idiot. But whatever. Well, he did. So we have a few, uh, I guess, signings and 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 things of that nature. It looks like Ryan Ellis from the Predators. I think this was last week, so we kind of forgot about it. Got his eight-year, fifty million dollar extension. Kicks that's, in in the nineteen twenty season. That's a steal for Nashville. I mean, you think at Nashville's defense now you have Yossi, him, PK, and they have like three or four really good rookies coming up, just locked up. Nashville always had really good D, and now. Did um did Shiro come from Nashville? Did he come from um, Columbus? I think he came from Nashville. He was like a uh, yeah, because him and Pioli are like yeah, Dave like Paul. buddy buddy. Yeah, there. But he was there before he went to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre 
Case from Anaheim, uh, 22-year-old, gets his three-year, seven-plus-million-dollar contract. Yeah, he's coming off his entry-level contract. He put up some decent points this year. Um, he's one of those, like, could be a second-liner, could be a third-liner kind of guy. Okay. Pull back. Yeah, a little bit. All right, sorry. Yeah. That's all right. That's what happens. We're, we're under 10 shows. we we got to get used to it. Devils get to sign their uh, 2018 draft pick, uh, Ty Smith, to an entry-level deal. Um. I don't know. I mean, if you sign your entry-level deal, does that automatically mean that you stay in the organization, or can you still go back to your junior or he whatever can still team? Go back to juniors. It's as soon as he gets into the system is when his deal starts. Correct. All right. Who well, knows? No, 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 no. His years like starts this this year. Uh, okay. So I mean, I think they're under the impression that he's going to make this team within the next year or two. It. Yeah. I mean, if you read all of the you know, projections mm-hmm. of, of where our rookies are going to end up being. Everybody says that it's not this year. Next year he'll be on the Devils. Okay. The only ones they had for this year were McLeod and Quinville. For making the team? Making the team mm-hmm. this year. It's, it's weird because I always heard the name Joey Anderson, too, as being a potential for that. So. next year. Okay. So these are those four players to look into. I mean – for the Devils, I know we don't want to be devil heavy, but for the for us, it's more or less you have maybe a, maybe a handful of spots to really fill. And that's about it, you know. So it's not yeah. not a big deal. But the fact that you know you drafted, you dra- you you signed Butcher last year, young. You draft Ty Smith, and boom, automatically sign him, young. It's being a fan, being that season ticket holder. The future looks bright. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he makes the team right out of camp, and they give him the nine games. To and, figure, yeah, and then send them and back then down. Send them yeah, back. but it wouldn't surprise me if they kept him after the nine games. Like, why not pair him with Andy Green if he's that good? Mm-hmm. I mean, to give him like, all right, this is a, a veteran yeah. who has come out of you know. And if and if he wouldn't be and if he can't cut it as being that number one pairing, you can drop him down, right? To to say here here's your here's your number one minutes. All right, you're maybe not doing so well. Let's get you a second yeah. or third pair. They to, protect him like they yeah. did Butcher last year like butcher never i don't think butcher really started off in the defensive zone unless it was an icing kind of call Mm -hmm. he played big power play minutes but he really didn't play big like the score is 2-1 and there's 10 minutes left in the third like he didn't really play that much and they'd probably do the same thing with ty smith okay that's something good to look forward to um bodie wild signs with the saginaw spirit as opposed to signing with the islanders then he's just going back to his junior team. Was it? Was it the junior mm-hmm. team? Okay. He's just going to go. It, he'd rather sign with them than burn the year. And there's no room for him on the Islanders. They're, they have a lot of defensemen. There's no room for him. And maybe it also goes back to the fact that Lou doesn't like rookies. <laughs> I don't know if it was Lou so much. I think it was DeBoer didn't like rookies. And last but not least, from earlier shows, if you may have uh, downloaded it and listened, um, the shit show known as Ottawa. Uh, Randy Lee has resigned from his position as the uh, Ottawa Senators GM. That means he's being charged. <laughs> a quick, very quick uh, exit. Yep. Well, no, I mean, that took, what, like two months? Ish. He's being charged. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I just... 
you would have thought that when the news came out, they would have put him on like administrative leave just to kind of distance themselves. So you know what I mean? Just I'm sure, yeah, but this is the dull time. Like the the GMs are not doing much now, and he's the assistant GM, so he's not he's really not doing anything. So they're they're probably just sitting back and you know waiting for him to hear from lawyers and whatnot and mm -hmm. they probably said like this isn't looking good and ottawa he goes all right i'll step back and resign there you go. and there you have it for our news and notes section yeah and then he shoots and then he scores maybe we'll fix that up later who knows yeah. <laughs> all right so now we go into our hockey discussion segment here um you put on a pretty damn good topic here of we started talking about it last week. Uh, give a little sample of who we're going to be on the list, but uh, overrated hockey players. Yep. Yep. There. I mean, I'm in. We're in no position to talk because we're sitting on a couch talking about them. I mean, yes. But as far as players that get so much hype and really haven't done shit, uh, like Carey Price. Like, granted, he won. A gold medal with Canada, but we could have put you in net with that team, mm -hmm. and you. Well, thank won. you. Okay, um, he seems to get hurt all the time. Yes, he just signed a stupid long contract where it's like eight years, ten and a half million a year. Right. For what? You you haven't won anything. Uh, Thomas Vanek is a guy that I think is overrated. He had one or two good years in Buffalo. And now he's been bounced around. He's got good hands in front of the net and stuff. But, like, there have been times where we've watched Thomas Vanek live and, I, and he didn't stand out. Right. Uh, Parisi. And I'm not just saying that I, is a jilted devil fan. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think, in my opinion, something like that goes with the whole it's a system player. I know I go back to, you know, you, you look at Parisi, Gomez, Holy Clarkson. Anybody who's made it big in New Jersey and then left hasn't done squat. It's too bad that he left because he would fit really well into our system now. But he's hurt all the time. Right. Again. The, 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 the hurt thing is, is I mean, he but, hasn't played a, considering a full season, air quote, full season in how long? Yeah. I mean, Since he, he left? I mean, games because his, his dad was sick. Fine. Then he missed games because of the knee injury. He missed a lot of the season because of his back. Of his back. Yeah. The, like the the wearing down of him is. I mean, listen. If if they came calling and says, "Hey, do, do you want him on the team?" I'd say, "Yeah." If you gave him like a third line role, I wouldn't I'm, say a third line role, but I mean, he'd he would be a real good winger for Hall. Okay. But it's not happening. No, I wouldn't want to absorb that money. Yeah. That's the only thing that, that... I mean, listen, I loved Parisi. He was my probably my favorite devil or second favorite devil, but no, not with that money at all. Uh, you put Corey Perry on the list as well? Yep, Katie Perry. Kate, no, no, no. I said Corey. Oh, yeah. Corey Perry, I think, is overrated. I mean, if you asked me who the talented one on Anaheim is, it's Getzloff. Corey Perry, he's a cheap shot artist. He basically just has to go to the net with his stick down and gets off. He's either getting a rebound or, or a sick pass. Um, I just don't like Corey Perry, but he's another one that gets paid 
a shitload of money to not be to a, not a, a be top. like a, a game changer. Okay. And he hasn't been for a couple of years. You put a Pekka Rene on this list as well. I'm I'm surprised at that. He hasn't won anything. Everyone, I mean, he won the Vesna this year, and I think Price won the Vesna a couple of years ago. But like, but on the Predators, you, you're 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 moving. The Predators are moving up in in the league and he's now. He's getting older. Like he got pulled in a a, a game clinching, cup clinching game. Okay. And he makes, again, he's another one that makes big money. Like, this year they had, when they were in the playoffs, they were literally trying to, like, think, like, should we start him or who's their backup? Saros? Which one do we start? And then they signed Saros for a long-term deal, which is more money than most backup goalies get because they don't have their whole faith in Pecorino. Um, the last two here on the list are, and I and I say these last just for, you know, the fact that they're Rangers. Uh, we're Ranger. One <coughs> was a Ranger. Right. One uh, Ryan McDonough. Overrated. Is, is Good defenseman? Do, yeah. But the money he makes and the points he puts up, they don't equal. Th- does it does it equate to the being or playing on the team here in the Metropolitan Division, like how, you know, everybody pumped up like a like a Clarkson playing for the Devils, pumped up like a Parisi. I'm just saying. McDonough because he was a ranger, you know, like things like that would have put him in this category. Or do you just simply think him as being a, it doesn't hurt. I mean, you ask some baseball fans, they'll tell you that Jeter was overrated. You know, it was just that he played in the New York market. He's on TV all the time. He's on the commercials. He's on, you know, Mm -hmm. national games all the time that people were like, Oh, you know, so it swayed their opinion to be. Yeah, I think McDonough is, and our next one, Hank Lundquist. I mean, I think they're overrated. They would, because they play in New York. They and get I, the hype. They mm-hmm. get the, you know, the New York surrounding. I, I'd love. I want to see how good Hank is this year. Considering with, with, with a with a crappier team. team, yeah. And I want to see him do his stare down and his flipping his arms and pulling himself with a rookie head coach. With a rookie head coach, I, I and and it's and I say I, I agree with the overrated part about um, about Hank, n- and not because he's a ranger, and obviously it's a, it's a you know um, because he's on the Rangers, but more or less. But you when you label somebody like they labeled him as being the king, right? King of what? Like you said, he hasn't won a cup yet. He hasn't brought the team close enough to a Stanley Cup final, right? I mean, he was there against the Kings, right? And they didn't win. Like, and and it was it wasn't like they went to a game seven where it was a, it was a you know a, a hard series. They, they got what it was four one. He's four he's, two. Like, he's a good he's a good goalie that just haven't hasn't won anything. He's he's a good goalie. He, he I, is. I, yes, I'm not. I'm not. I I I'll agree with you on that. I'm not going to dispute it. It's just that king the, of what the way he plays and the way, especially under the Tortorella years, it, it was a lot like Brodeur in the trap years. Like, how good are you 
when you only see 15 real shots mm-hmm. and you only let in one goal. It's it's nice for your stat sheet, right? But let's see when you, you don't you have double defensemen, to, right? And right. your shots are now, and we saw that with Brodeur. Yes, I mean, my friends will tell you, I always said Brodeur was overrated. Like you said, 15 shots a game, that's whatever. And you saw the real, and it sucks because he was older, and people will just say, oh, he was old. But, like, you saw the real Brodeur when Stevens, Niedemeyer, Danico, Rafalski, all of our defensemen left. left, And he was seeing 35, 40 shots a game. And now that one goal became two, two, three. Yeah. And that big save he used to make. In, in in that grand scheme of things, he may have made it, but it was overshadowed by the fact of, oh, but he's let up two or three goals already, right. when before it was a goal, none on 15 shots. So before Ranger fans jump up and down, yes. and say, how could you say, Hank, I'm saying Brodeur was overrated. Yes. When, when you, yeah, and, and that's a lot of things, a lot of, I guess, level-headed fans in this area can say is, okay, yeah, you face 15 shots, you face limited amount. That, what happened? This is going to lead next, next week's. Hmm? conversations stay tuned so there you go so um yeah so there you go for your overrated hockey players if you are a listener out there and you feel that we either miss somebody put wrongly put somebody on this list want to add uh tweet us email us let us know on our uh, on our webpage, and uh we can go on from there uh, next topic on the list here is who will be a top free agent this following season in 2019 Obviously, it was a slow news week, so you know, getting something like this on the list is fine. Getting your hopes up on a team that hasn't started the eighteen nineteen season yet. Um, yeah. So uh, here from the Pro Hockey Rumors website, it lists a whole bunch of uh, names here. God, there's Ooh, a, there's a lot ten. of them. Uh, so you put on the list here. Um, we'll go from from the back. Um, Pekarine. He'll go to somebody like Edmonton. Edmonton will throw big money at him because they need a goaltender. I'm trying to think who else really needs Vancouver needs a goaltender. And I don't think he'd go to Vancouver anyway. I think they're just they're they're far enough away that he he can sign like five to six years, and maybe that sixth year maybe they'll be good. Or, or yeah, I don't. If it, I'm Vancouver, I'm not doing that. But I'll give him three years. I'll give him a shitload of money. But for three years, because mm-hmm. they learned their lesson when they signed Ryan Miller for like a five-year deal, mm-hmm. and he sucked balls for them. Uh, Skinner, Skinner. Yeah. Uh, I-, I would be very interested to see how Skinner does in Buffalo. Is he going to try his hardest because he's on what should be a good team this year, or is he going to try his hardest because he's an, a UFA and? I think it, I don't think it's going to be a fifty-fifty. I think it's probably going to be more of a, he's a UFA. He wants that big, he wants that one last long-term deal to get that money. I could see him going to two places this time next year: New York, the Rangers, not the Islanders, um, and Pittsburgh. And he would. I would probably think Pittsburgh would throw. He'd probably be Pittsburgh more. Pittsburgh doesn't towards. have the money. Pittsburgh could probably the, the, give him. One of those, like, all right, we're going to give you a two-year deal unless they get rid of somebody. If they can get rid of, like, Kessel or somebody, Mm -hmm. they're not going to have the money. But I could see him signing with Pittsburgh for a chance to win. 
I can see that. Um, goalie, uh, Mr. Bobrovsky, okay. out of uh, Blue Jackets, right? He'll resign. He's their star. Yeah, I wouldn't see where else he'd want to go. I mean, he lo- he looks comfortable in, in Columbus. Boy, I mean, did, boy, did Philly fuck that one up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to keep Rizgalov. What? What's he doing now? Is he part Humongous of the... Humongous big mistake. Is he, is he what, in the... Uh, um, Russian uh, He's on NASA. the NHL network sometimes. Yeah. Doing what? We're giving the uh, NASA uh, updates on the stars and planets. Yeah. I, mean, I, I am never going to forget that as long as I live. He, he could win the, the cup for the next 17 years, and I'll still say, yeah, but dude, you were nuts. You were talking about space and, yeah. after, in an interview. Come on. You let up gold, and like you think like it means nothing because galaxy's so big. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. Lafayette, well, it's like, this guy's a fucking weirdo. I'm using our net. Uh, next on our list, Jordan Eberle from uh, the Islanders. Maybe, okay, maybe comes. Maybe he comes to us. I, maybe he comes to the Devils. Because his best friend is, is Taylor Hall. Yes. Um, but I could also see him, them, the Islanders throwing money at him. And not being the next alleged Jordan to, or, um, John, Tavares. To John Tavares. No, just because they, they don't have... Like, Barzell's great, but they don't have any star power, and mm-hmm. he's the closest thing they have to a star. But I could also see him jumping ship and coming to us. Uh, Matt Duchesne? He is going to take the fastest flight out of Ottawa and go anywhere but Colorado. <laughs> I, I can see that. I can see at the start of the season he's going to look at whoever the general managers in Ottawa going. By the trade deadline, I'm out. <laughs> Maybe Montreal. Montreal needs a, a center. Um, to replace Pacioretty? Pacioretty's a wing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Or at least start from a star power standpoint. They just don't have centers. They tried to make uh, Galchenyuk a center. That didn't work. And then they just got Max Domi, who's not really a center either. So, also, it, all of these depend on the... the the big th- four mm-hmm. where they go. Yeah. So because you're, you're either going to be your number one choice or the one a choice. Yeah. Right. Um, who do we have next? Uh, Pavelski from uh, San Jose. He is not going to be able to stay in San Jose. No, I they, think we talked about a few shows ago that, that San Jose has like that really short window and it's closing pretty damn quick. Right. Especially if they keep signing Joe Thornton to $5 million one year deals. Um, they're not going to have the money. They are, they already have his replacement in Evander Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, he's another player I'd love to see on the Devils, but he's. I think he's going to ask for way too much. Yeah, I think he and I think he's getting closer to the wrong side of thirty. I think so too. So again, we have to worry about Hall. So yeah, that's that's, that, that's true. And 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 all of these choices are the one A. Yep. When the big number one is re-signing Taylor Hall. Um, Blake Wheeler? We actually, the Devils took a shot at Blake Wheeler. When? Back, back before when he his... Was a, when he was a college player who uh, refused to sign with, I think it was Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up signing with Boston, and then they traded him. Um, do we take another run at him? Maybe. Maybe, I mean... Can't be worse than Winnipeg as far as a place to live. Right. Um, 
but he's another one I could see the Rangers throwing big money at and putting the C on him. And that quick? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and again, I think it all really depends. And and com- coming from a Devils fan, people are gonna you know shit their pants. But what's best for the NHL is for when the Rangers are in the playoffs. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's it's a money thing. It's a straight money thing. So well, that leads to our next topic of discussion. Hmm. Once we get there, uh, the bread man, uh, Panarin. Panarin. <sighs> again, another. And it's not because it's that whole fantasy thing. You want him on your team, but. I want goal scorers on the Devils. Could he come here? Maybe. Does he want to come here? Probably not. Probably not. If he, if he's busting chops to get out of Columbus now, I think New Jersey is another. It's Columbus too. It's you know what do you have? You know he really just mean? wants to be near a big city, and Columbus, no offense, is not a big city. No. So again, you can probably he wants see. to be on the, on a coast. Right. So you have to look at Anaheim. Doesn't have. I mean, looking at cap friendly. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's there's a free plug for you guys. Um, let's see. Florida doesn't have any money. Washington doesn't have any money. The Kings. LA West. doesn't have any money. Boston doesn't have any money. San Jose doesn't have any money. I mean, you look at the teams that he could go to on the East Coast that have money. How the hell does Toronto have $14 million still in cap space? Um, maybe the Flyers. Oh, can you imagine that? Oh, if you can't again, it's like yes, we kind of from a devil's aspect of from a rivalry. That way, he's close to New York City. Maybe, but you know, his wife could be happy because I think she's like a model or something. <laughs> um, how does Nashville have like seven million dollars? I don't get it. Anaheim, I could see him going to Anaheim though. Anaheim's got six million dollars, and who knows what they lose next season? Or maybe he goes back to Chicago. That's what there. that's what everybody thinks. But, um, but then that makes him look like an asshole because he says he wants to live near a coast. Uh, you, you, ne- you, you never know what, the, like from a situational standpoint, where that comes from, so to speak, I guess. I mean. Then you have Big Eric Carlson. Uh, trade-wise, I mean, obviously if he gets traded. But I mean, he's 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 looking to next season. I mean, sure he he'll be a rental, and then he'll look for big money. And I would say, I really, it's either Tampa or Vegas. I, I Tampa or Dallas. Dallas was in the hunt for him, um, trade wise, and Dallas didn't want to give up the kid that they drafted with the third pick. Yeah. So maybe they sit and wait. I mean, that would be a killer overtime three on three then Sagan yeah if, if Eric Carlson but if Sagan like uh, like the next guy we have on the list if he's still there I don't think he's staying there I don't think Sagan's staying there it, again pipe dreams you wish he would come to us I don't think he's coming to us someone he's, he's going to be a ten and a half million mm-hmm. dollar so to think logistically you give him ten and a half you give Taylor Hall ten and a half, and then you're you're paying fourth line money for the rest of your roster, that's, pretty much. <laughs> that's twenty one million dollars. And going into next season, we're gonna have of an what? Eighty two million dollar cap. Yeah, quarter then, of it. Yeah. Mm. As much as we'd like to have him, I could see him going to. I don't know. He's a partier, so. Part- yeah. Party cities have big money. 
Go to New York. The See how that works out. Yeah, the Islanders could throw a bunch of money at him, too. Him in Vegas. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, Sagan and Carlson and Panarin all decide, hey, let's go to Vegas? Because if they go, if they have a decent year this year, not like a Stanley Cup run, because I, I totally doubt they're making another run. Um, but if they make a strong enough push in a playoff run. Man, I, I could also see the Rangers because the Rangers are going to clean house. Stahl's going to eventually be traded from them. I mean, the Rangers have right now a little over five and a half million dollars in cap space. But and if and if they and and just saying it from from a contractual standpoint, if they can get rid of Hank, if somebody would take him and his contract, or at least a good portion of it, they'd have that much more money to get to to retool that team and not rebuild. Yeah, so you think about this. If they trade Kevin Hayes, who's making $5.1 million, $5. million this year, now you're up to $11 million. Let's say they don't re-sign Zuccarello. Now they're up to f- almost $16 million. And then who else do they lose after this season? A bunch of... Even if you're up to 15 Okay, you sign two, I don't know, upper-middle type of guys for five to six to seven a year. You could get two players like that. Easy. Yeah, but they're not. Taylor Sagan, Tyler Sagan's going to ask for $10 million. And he should. Get it while you can, kids. That's what you... <clears throat> That's what you <laughs> so there's your top ten of a, a plethora of available. So the free agent crop this year wasn't too good. Next year, holy cow. The star power from a name standpoint is just. But most of these guys won't even make it there. You, Wheeler's not going to make it there. Bobrowski's not going to make it there. Maybe Skinner has a good year in Buffalo. He doesn't make it there. Eberle's not going to make it there because the Islanders are going to throw everything. So you're really looking at Sagan's going to want to see what he can get. Obviously, Carlson's gone. Wheeler's going to sign. They're going to throw everything they can because he's their star. Mm-hmm. Pavelski's going to see it. So of those guys that we just mentioned, five of them are going to see. Okay. The light of stuff. Another so, city. So we go from that top ten list to how a TV station like uh, um, NBCSN, the NHL Network, and NBC broadcast some of their games. Um, and this is more of a – it kind of stuck a crawl just for the simple fact of from a devil's aspect of it. You have a player who won the Hart Trophy. And what is the Hart Trophy? The league's most valuable player. So you would think you have the league's most valuable player, considering the hot streak that he carried his team to a play. And again, strip the, strip the player name, strip the team out of it. A player who's named league MPP put his team on his back, took him to the playoffs, right? And then you go, We'll just give him two games. Hey, they doubled what we had last year. But it's like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Like of course it is. It it, it it bothered me from an aspect Isn't of... Isn't it an away game too? Probably. I think it's like in Edmonton. So, I mean, hey, you want to throw your rivalry thing? No, it's over with. That was last year. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the, that's the way the league is. It's always going to be Chicago. No. It's always going to be the Rangers. It's always going to be the Penguins and the Capitals. It's always going to be... Did you say Chicago? Yes, that was the first one. It's always oh, it's going to it's, it's be Chicago against Chicago. It's always going to be Buffalo. And you're going to say, why Buffalo? 
Next to Chicago, Buffalo has the highest ratings huh? for hockey. It's always going to be Anaheim. It's going to be Nashville a lot. But what you don't hear is, why isn't it Canadian teams? Right now, look at them. Yeah, or, or maybe Toronto. It's, you'd want to want Tavares. And, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah, want to boost true. Toronto. It's always going to be Philly. New, New Jersey just doesn't get the ratings. And maybe they just don't want to pan the crowd and see all those expensive seats where nobody is sitting in them because they're all sitting up there getting free pizza and it makes us look like our building is empty. Mm. But it's all it, about the money. It's all about the Benjamins. There's a 90s reference. There you go. I, I believe uh, Mace and, and P. Diddy are wanting their 5%. Uh... Yeah, well, 5% <laughs> or nothing, still nothing. There you go. All right, so we move on from, from the nail uh, 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 stuck in a crawl here to uh, our favorite segment here of... 31 team Mount Rushmore uh, this year. This was hard this year, this week. <laughs> well, yeah, especially the last one we have on this list. I'm surprised. You could have put every freaking player from all their championship teams on yeah. there. We'll get there. The last team that we have is Montreal. You could probably put six Mount Rushmores up there, and you still wouldn't have enough. And I, I really don't have any modern players. No. I have, like, really one, and that's me personally putting it on there. All right, so we start off with the Florida Panthers because they've been here for so long. Yep. I had Ole Jokinen because Ole Jokinen was, like, the guy who would always score. And he bounced around the league at the end of his career. But if you close your eyes and you think about Florida Panthers and you were watching it when they started up as a team, Ole Jokinen. And the next guy, Scott Mellenby, mm-hmm. the rat man. The rat man. For those of you who don't know. In 1996, <laughs> old uh, slapper. He there was a rat in their locker room running around, and he took it allegedly. Yeah, he took a shot with a puck in the locker room and killed the rat. And the story got out. And every time the Panthers would score a goal, they throw they rats would throw on the plastic ice. rats on the ice, and they were like the Vegas team of the time where they. Had this Cinderella story mm-hmm. between between uh, behind Mellonby and and the Beezer, John Van Beesbrook to the Stanley Cup Finals where they lost to Colorado and UE Croup. Uh, Roberto Luongo. Yeah, yeah, I, I know he was in Vancouver for a long time, but he's a Florida Panther, mm-hmm. not even an Islander. <laughs> Recently on social media, that that pick got kind of like tossed around of Luongo in his draft jersey and. Uh. <laughs> Gordon Fisherman <laughs> and his slicked back hair. Yeah. And then Ed Jovanowski. He was a big part of that 96 team that made the run. He was a solid defenseman. Funny story about Ed Jovanowski. He didn't start playing hockey till he was in high school. Okay. Yeah. So in four years, he went from being a 14-year-old who had never played hockey before to by the time he was 19, he was drafted like second or third overall in the NHL draft. <laughs> so you want to talk about a guy that's an athletic person, it was Ed Jovanowski. And then he's another one who bounced around. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on the list, we have the Los Angeles Kings. I also could have put Wayne on this one, because, but he's in it. I have him. You have him in Edmonton, so he's off the list. So. Luke Robitaille. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. One of the best scoring left wingers of all time. Uh, Marcel Dion, yes, he was a Ranger, but most people remember him in the purple jersey of uh, L.A. Dave Taylor, who 
is still in some sort of front office position. I think he might be like team president, which I don't really understand. What the fuck does a team president do? It's a notch above a general manager, and it's probably just to whip, you know, whip, crack it's a the, whip's going, hey, GM, it's the guy who could fire the GM. Yeah. So the owner doesn't look too bad, right? And then Rod Blake, who is actually the GM <laughs> of the LA Kings. Yes, Rod Blake played in Colorado where he won the cup, but. You still look at him as a. Yeah. You wouldn't put Jonathan Quick, considering what he's done recently. And... No, nah, I just don't like Jonathan Quick. <laughs> he looks like a. He looks like a white guy trying to act black when you don't see him with equipment. Okay, but this is about Mount Rushmore. This is about putting, this is about putting a face and a name on on a piece of, on a slab of stone. No, no. If you were going to ask somebody more modern, I probably would have put Kopitar. Mm, okay. Before Jonathan Quick. Okay. I just don't like Jonathan Quick. I put Byron Defoe over <laughs> Jonathan Quick. Minnesota Wild. Uh, this is, I guess, this is Sands, the uh, North Star. Yeah, well, grouping. Well, if I was going to do the North Stars, I would have been Dallas, not Minnesota. But Miko Koivu, he's been there forever. Yes. Um, just a very good hockey player. Like, we had that discussion last week about Roenick. Like, he's kind of like that without the pizzazz that Roenick had. He's mm-hmm. a good hockey player. You know, he'll get you his, your, you know, his 60-plus points up or down. Um but he's a face. Uh, Marion Gabrick, Minnesota had a real good playoff run. I want to say it was like 2002, 2003-ish. Right. Definitely 2001, 2002-ish. Um, he, he was their, their first big draft pick, and he was there forever. I've, so, I've never heard of the next guy. Andrew Brunet? No. Andrew Brunet was one of their players that they picked up in the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. And if you go and look at like the stats, I think he has the most games played for them. Right. Um, he also is, I think he's like the assistant GM or something for them now, or an assistant coach, but he's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I put Zach Parisi just because I really could wow. not think, F- think of, of another guy else. Wow. For a Minnesota Mount Rushmore, the home, the homeboy. That's exactly. He's going home. Now the next one was so hard. Mon- the Montreal Canadiens, the the multi habitants, <laughs> the, the multi Mount Russian. You could like, yeah, you who could... who wouldn't you put on this thing? Um, <laughs> Carey Price. Mike you Rodero, wouldn't put you Carey Price. You would... <laughs> uh, I had Maurice Richard. You could put Henry Richard on there too. Jean Beliveau. I put Jacques Lemaire because Jacques Lemaire oh, yeah. won like. Five or six cups with them. Mm-hmm. And then I put Ken Dryden. Those were the four. And then I had some honorable mentions. Ken Dryden, if you look at his stats, it's amazing. He only played like nine years. And he won the cup like six of those nine years. Now, was he a bit player or was he a star player? Uh, he was a star player. So. He came in as a college rookie and won them the Stanley Cup. So, so what? Bob, no, I'm just saying. So you, it's not like he was a bit player on those multi-team championships. So Bob Gainey uh, was a great player for them, and then ended up being a GM for them. Uh, he will probably be the GM again once they realize Mark Bergeron is out to destroy the Montreal. <laughs> um, Larry Robinson, Larry Robinson, yeah. Big Bird, one of the most. I would say he was a 
a defenseman that defined their decade. Huh? And and just look at look at what he did when he came to New Jersey. Obviously, another yeah. another tie in where everybody's like, and he if, won two more two more cups as a coach. One as a coach, one as an assistant. Yep. Yeah. So ninety five, he was the assistant, and two thousand, he was the head coach. Mm-hmm. And no, he wasn't. He wasn't on the team when um, in two thousand three when what when Larry uh, Larry Brooks hello Pat Burns when Pat Burns so. was on the team. I, don't no, I think he already retired. But yeah, Larry. Yeah, you look at anybody that anybody that he's coached. It's like defensively, they're like, yeah, Larry Robinson helped me. Yep. Beyond Brent the Burns said the same thing when mm-hmm. he went to San Jose, and then Guy Carboneau. Guy Carboneau, they should have named the Selkie Trophy for best defensive forward after him because he won it like six or seven years in a row. Well, not in a row. I think he's won it. I think he won it three years in a row, and it was just broken by Patrice Bergeron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think out of all the teams um, that we can put on this Mount Rushmore list that we do every week, I think Montreal is probably the hardest one. Just, just be pick four guys. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good hockey talk. What do you think? Yep. Now we get into wrestling. Yeah, we can finally talk about a wrestler not dying. <laughs> we have made it a week. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> All right, so some news before we get into some uh, uh, SummerSlam-type talk and some best-ofs um, categories. Um, you put on here that Hogan, uh, who, if some of you may not know, um, was reinstated back into the WWE after his cool-off time for, for having recorded a, a negative racist comment moons ago, <clears throat> saying that uh, he's finding that many wrestlers uh, have not forgiven him uh, after his apology, um, uh, who's, uh, Titus was one that I, I, re- I recall as soon as he got reinstated that he basically came out on an Instagram post and basically saying, you know, essentially Hogan's apology was just empty. That it was just he was words. Only saying sorry because he got caught. Yeah, and that he Not had to. He's actually sorry. Yeah. And, uh, another, uh, did you have anything else to comment? It's, it's just one of those situations where. You do something wrong, and like we said, everybody makes mistakes. I mean... But you got caught. You, you got caught. You got dumped, and, and you come back, and then there, you say you're sorry. Right. Is, there's always going to be people that are going to shower you with roses, and there's always going to be people that will throw wrenches at you. I just don't see the value add at this point in time of having Hogan back in the fold. He's the biggest superstar of all time. But what does he? But what does he do? You, if if you all right, let's put it this way: if you were to put The Rock, if you were to put Stone Cold Steve Austin, or if you were to put Hulk Hogan on a list of must-haves on a show to get you ratings, what what who would you put? Oh, you're putting The Rock, right? And then I would put Stone Cold over Hogan too. It, it's just he, maybe this leads into our topic this week, where if if I was writing, writing it, mm-hmm. let's listen up, Vince. I would have Hogan on both shows. Okay, and I'd have him kind of like uh, Stacy Keebler was when she first came into WCW with the clipboard and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna look for new members of the N- the new NWO. Really, you'd bring him back as a heel? I'd absolutely bring him back as a heel because there are gonna be a segment of the WWE popular universe that is going to boo him. So why not just embrace it and get it out and of the run way? with it? Okay. All right. Okay. I, 
I agree with that statement. Have him have him start a new NWO. And keep it small and not break and off. And just into make him make him the Bischoff. Get and a, yeah, get pick a couple guys. Four guys. That's it. Four guys. Okay. And Dang. then you have them feud with the Bullet Club. Oh. I'm available. <laughs> Matt Hardy uh, hurt in his match. Some believe that he's going to transition back to a backstage agent also, along with Jason Jordan. How, how did Jason Jordan get to the spot where he's at? I watched him on Raw. I, I, and honest to God, I hate those segments where like, oh, he's your illegitimate child. How is Kurt Angle not just rolling his eyes like? Oh How is God. Kurt Angle installed as a general manager? Because he because the for sip people like us the sip you took out of that drink defines my my <laughs> disgust my my I don't care about the topic of him he being can't a, wrestle he can't wrestle anymore I mean he can wrestle he, once maybe twice a year he comes out to the you suck chant when the whole you suck chant was because they hated him yeah but he was a good heel. Yes, and that was with one of the smartest. That was one of the smartest things that Vince did. Don't bring in the Olympic champion as a good guy. You bring, bring him in as, as a guy who insults your city. Matt Hardy uh, hurt. It, it sucks because I look at Matt and Jeff. Jeff was that high flyer, and he recently said in an interview that he doesn't done, that he doesn't do swanton bombs at the age of forty because his his body's just so beaten up. Yeah, and then you look at the bump he took at SummerSlam when he went off the I turnbuckle. Know. I know. The swanton bomb on one arm. I mean, Matt Hardy out of the two looks to be a little bit more creative. Um, I obviously you look back at, at his time in TNA when he brought the broken character. Um, okay, I mean, it, I didn't, I didn't understand it or I didn't buy into it then. I didn't get it. I still don't get it. Uh, <laughs> that that laugh is so <laughs> fucking annoying. But I think they did a great job when they put him and Bray Wyatt together. If they could have brought like that Wyatt family thing back, what that would happened have happened to Bray Wyatt. They were pushing him so hard as a main eventer, and then he started banging the little black chick. What's her name? JoJo. That's it. They started sure. Yeah, I... he started banging JoJo, and his wife went crazy, and got a, they got a divorce, and I think that's kind of why that's what put him on the that put the brakes on almost this. like the Alberto Del Rio uh, thing. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. And we talked about Jason Jordan. Uh, Rey Mysterio being pulled from a house show because of a WWE debut. When is he supposed to debut? I could see him debuting after the next pay-per-view. I can see them bringing him in to to I don't even, to He's... start the 305 Live division because right now you have a bunch of guys weighing you know a buck sixty soaking wet. When you don't, they won't do that. No, no, they'll put him on the a main roster just for the fact that he sell so much who would he fight he's a little listen i always think of ray mysterio as getting thrown against an 18 wheeler by the giant aka big show aka um was it paul white whatever his name is at the time him being tossed into an 18 wheeler was the only thing i can remember i just hope they don't do something stupid like bring him in and then have him wrestle braun Strowman, and as like a david and goliath like how many times are we going to see ray mysterio fight somebody that's three times his size very true, very true. I could see them bringing him in, put him in a tag team with somebody. The tag team division is so stale right now. With um, uh, any of the Spanish wrestlers. Bring him in with Sin Cara. Yeah, revive that Sin Cara Bring character. Bring back the LWO. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to pull Conan over the LAX yeah. thing in yeah. TNA. Yeah. 
Can you imagine that? Viva la raza. <laughs> and uh, uh, from the women's division, Asuka. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Not happy and refusing to work with the WWE, a.k.a. like Neville did in the 305. He, oh, that whole, like, Neville leaving, it was like you, you literally, literally, almost like CM Punk, literally ruined, like, the whole concept of the 305 Live thing by going, screw you, I'm going home. Yeah, but... He he probably saw somebody like uh, Cody Rhodes, who was excelling outside of, and just said, "Fuck it, I'll make uh, more money at home." And Oscar, you push her to the moon for the last three months, and now you have her jobbing to Carmella, yeah, on SmackDown. And then there's what three or four? There's been what? How many pay per views since WrestleMania? April. So there's been three pay per views, and she's and fought she's, in one. Really. See that's even, that's one more than I even recognize. And recognized. not on SummerSlam, not even on a, a, the opening match card. Which we can get into that in a little bit. But, oh my god! But yeah, eh, I, there was some. And here's another thing I'll throw at you too. You look at somebody like Ronda Rousey. They threw a strap on her three matches yeah, into her that career. Sense. That makes sense. Though. From well, from a money aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, look, if if her and Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax or or whoever. And 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 Charlotte and Becky and like Bailey and and uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks can take both of those the SmackDown and Raw women's divisions and just hold them up until they get solidified. I would say sure. Well, as long as Ron argue that they are solidified, that's why they're getting their own pay per view. And and they leaked the uh, info of uh, uh, Trish Stratus versus Alexa Bliss. Sans title <laughs> oh, well. in a promo on NXT. Well, that'll be good. But that'll be good because Trish can talk on the mic. So can Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss. So they could trash talk each other on video and never have to actually be in the ring mm-hmm. together. I mean, I would I would be eager to see that after such a long layoff of Trish. She, res- she wrestled that Did super show, didn't she? Oh, probably in the Women's Royal Rumble thing. And she was in the Women's Royal mm. Rumble. I'm sh- she's a fitness person. It's not like she's sitting at home eating Cheetos. Like us. Yeah. All right. So we go from the uh, new wrestling news ode a day to um, a couple of best ofs, so to speak. Not a best of podcast. Waka waka. Mm. Um, last week we did best stables. This week we do um, best managers and best intros and things like that. So we'll start off with managers because um, we kind of leaned on that a little bit. Uh, with last week with the Heenan family kind of thing. Um, I think we both agree that the manager in wrestling is gone. Which is stupid. Because you have all of these old guys that have so much, that know exactly how to get people over. Mm-hmm. Flair, Hogan, yep. you know, where they know how to get the crowd yeah. for you or against you. And... It's put to waste. Even Austin. But yeah. Austin wouldn't want to come back and do that. As a manager, no. Because he, he was more that, like... Neither would Shawn Michaels. Who would be a good manager to bring, like, Randy Orton into, like... To make Randy Orton... Like, good, great? Again. Again. Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, uh, I don't know. Because Orton needs something. Something. Maybe one of these people. I don't know. Um, I because no, ch- a lot of them are dead. <laughs> um, I put on the list um, Sherry Martell as, as being a good manager. Not on my list. 
Um, Mr. Fuji, who managed what? Uh, Demolition. On my list. Um, Paul Ellering basically only managed the Road Warriors. Yep. But well, he came out. No, he came out with the Authors of Pain when they debuted. He only managed the Road Warriors. <laughs> when the Authors of Pain came out, he was great in NXT, right? They bumped him up, and then as soon as he made that, they made that main event jump, he came out with them, and the Authors of Pain turned around and goes, no, go back. Yeah, and they dumped him. He probably didn't want to be on the road all the time. Probably. Um, and obviously the last one on my list that we both agree on is Bobby the Brain Heenan. I, yep. There's no, there's no other manager in the in the course of wrestling. And I don't consider Lou Albano a manager. No. Just because it's so watered down with the Cindy Lauper shit and the, and the rubber bands. I mean, he's more of a wrestler. <laughs> you want to throw Mr. T in there? I don't know. Um, all right, so who do you have on your list? I had Heenan, had yeah. Fuji. Yeah. Um, I S- had Paul Heyman. Say it right, because it's not Paul Heyman. <laughs> the Advocate. Oh. Oh, no, actually, yes, of, of Brock Lesnar. Of Lesnar. Can you now? Right, he's, he's the only manager in the WWE right now that can sway old school. the crowd. Old school. Like, if he came out and helped Brock Lesnar... Uh, helped Roman, Roman Reigns, Reigns win, win a title. Yeah. That crowd would be 110% behind Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. After what we saw on Monday, if you watched Raw, where Strowman was out there to cash in his title and the Shield ran out to basically beat the hell out of Strowman, and they all kind of can't. With Brock Lesnar's contract now done. It's not, it's not but yeah. He has no more dates uh, left. I, you lose Paul Heyman to what? Nobody. You you would put him behind the shield, and just t- turn them, just turn. The... I'm sick of the shield. Really? I'm sick of them bringing. bringing e- them even back. with Dean Ambrose looking like Triple H light, no, with no. the with the buzz and just a little goatee. No. You have Heyman. You want to bring somebody up, like Ethan Carter. Okay. I would do that. As I would do the that. The next big thing. Oh my god! Yeah, as an as an advocate for his client. Yeah. And mm-hmm. ha- and have the EC3 obnoxious just like, like you. I've been a champion in other places that were better than this. Yo, Vince, <laughs> Vince, come on, man. And just destroy, or even give him somebody. Give give Paul Heyman to like Bobby Roode. Yeah. Okay. Because he's a good wrestler. He's a good worker. He's got a good gimmick. He's just... I'm surprised that the WWE hasn't like, oh, Bobby Roode, son of, you know, Rick Roode. Yeah. They, they kind of did with that, that, that glorious character. That's, like, that's uh, we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But. I love that. <laughs> you put Eric Bischoff on the list, huh? Yeah, because he was such a scumbag in WCW. Especially when the NWO when, first with started. The, with that storyline, yes. Where it was like, I'm the reason this all happened. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what it... it and I can, I can take anybody I want. And I can point and say, go kill that guy or spray paint them or whatever. Uh-huh. And that's what he did. Okay. And of course... Uh, okay, let's, let's do the other two before you do that one because... <laughs> I actually have another one that I forgot. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I have Jimmy Hart on there. Mouth of the South. Mouth of the South. They always put Jimmy Hart along with 
like the biggest name, like him and him and Hogan. When when Hogan went to WCW, it was just like when when you saw Jimmy Hart. If you read spoilers or, or dirt sheets or whatever, you saw Jimmy Hart. You're like, holy shit, Hogan's going to WCW. He has not aged. No plastic surgery. No. He looks exactly the same. The same well, hairstyle, the same everything. Well, when you put a hat on him and sunglasses and just a goatee and a bright jacket, you don't look at his face. <laughs> I had Paul, Paul Bearer. Bear. I can't believe I didn't put Paul Bearer on there. It's almost like... Oh, you made a mistake. <laughs> You don't. You don't want to put brother love. No. <laughs> no. Who was the other? The one I'm thinking of. Jim Cornette. Oh my God! Yeah, with the Midnight Express. Yeah. Oh, Jim Cornette. But the racket. I also forgot Elizabeth. With Savage. There's no. Oh, but you honestly felt when Savage was getting the piss beat out of him in the ring that Elizabeth, she she was crying like stop like, right like literally like husband oh, wife shit, like she's, yeah yeah. She bought, she bought, and she wasn't even a character or a manager that said anything. No, she never did. She said, I do. <laughs> and she set the, the blueprint for a WWE wedding. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Very true. All right. Um, so, so again, uh, you have any um, lists, people you want to add to that list? Just emails. So what? Oh, I forgot about <laughs> that guy. <laughs> He was the he had, master of style. He, he, so was, he was the only guy that I can remember basically managing mid carters. <laughs> like there was, there's no need but to. That, those are the people who need managers. Who do you mean? One man gang. I remember. Who else? I don't know. Did he? Did he manage Rick Martel like, and his slick? <laughs> of course he did. He did because uh, didn't he manage Adonis and then Bobby Heenan bought Adonis <laughs> off of him. Bobby. All right, so we can kind of uh, um, combine these next two before we go into the SummerSlam results and our opinions. What makes a good intro or debut, and what, what do we have as the best intros and debuts? We, we can go into the best best ones, and then we'll talk about the um, what makes it good. Um, my debuts, um, Nakamura, Sinsuke Nakamura, simply because I totally dig what they did. Is they, they went outside the box. They did that whole symphony kind of Japan music kind of thing. And it just it fucking works for him, but and they didn't do the stereotype Asian, yeah, you know, like oh man, he knows karate, like he's a damn good wrestler. Yep, and he's and, not happy either. That's what I read. He's he's underutilized. He's not. Um, I also put on uh, the Undertaker simply because, and I'm not talking about the biker gimmick that was fucking stupid. Now, um, are we talking about their debut or their? intro like their intro like titans i think green intro i think for taker it was more titan tron ish <laughs> like it oh, just because nobody you're talking when he came out what was that survivor series in like 1990 90, yeah that this was before people could read online like the under mark calloway mark calloway signed, signed yeah with, mean mark calloway is signed with and actually it was mean mark callous yeah so. and they come out of he came out of nowhere, and he had a gimmick that nobody from day one had. Right, day one from day one, and the only reason they switched to the biker gimmick was the whole nine eleven, after nine eleven, mm-hmm. that they didn't want like an Undertaker kind mm-hmm. of thing or a death thing. And he's kind of gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth between his gimmicks. But the Taker's intro, you know, still gives you a little 
chills when you hear it. And and the last one I put on there, and it kind of goes into what makes a good intro and in, in, in gimmick is uh, Chris Jericho when he debuted in WWF, the countdown clock thing, the whole thing. I got goosebumps yep, watching I, that. I have it on videotape somewhere at my mom's house. When I knew he was debuting, I I was like, listen, I gotta I gotta watch Raw, and no one disturbed me nothing. I sat there and I watched that countdown. I saw the jacket sparkle. I was like, holy shit. When the when the, the the screen flipped from like the New York background and it went and you just saw Jericho on the on the board, I, I said, "Holy crap, superstar!" I liked what he yeah. did in WCW. He and, had the the stupid ponytail though. But it was the natural progression of you know what you're a, you're a mid card champ in WCW. We're making you a superstar, Hogan level superstar in the WWF, and it happened. You and look to this day. In, he came in at the right time because him, The Rock. Austin, Triple H, Angle, where they can all speak on the mic mm-hmm. without a script. Carry the like, show. And yep. and he is, he's still, I mean, when he's an active with the WWF, he, whatever, he is still probably one of the best guys on the mic. I, well, I put it in the intro. It's when he does, I made the list. What yes. kind of, what, I'm sure that they were having some one-off conversation and Jericho was like, holy crap. Put I'm that gonna, on the I'm, list. I'm gonna, yeah, and, and then, it's like, holy shit! I'm gonna carry out a, a thing, and I'm gonna just write stupid shit on, and we're going, gonna call it the list. And yeah, but he did bo- that. He did that in WCW. Did he? Yeah, he did that in WCW when he was wrestling Dean Malenko and the Man of a Thousand Moves, and he was the Man of a Thousand and One Moves, and he was <laughs> he had the clipboard, and he's like, and it, it was I was on Nitro, and he's writing it down. And he's like, hip toss. And he's writing it down. And then it went to okay. commercial. And then they came back and he's like, 501. <laughs> Chokehold. <laughs> okay. I don't remember that. But yeah, okay. So that's fine. So what, uh, what are the ones that you have on here? I, I, I actually like your list. Jericho's yep. intro, mm-hmm. his music, and his debut is number one by far. Always, to this day, one of those where you hear his break the walls down. I mean, I used to listen to that in college, driving to games to get fired up. Okay. And if we played in an arena where they played that, the other college team, I was like, get me on the ice. Like, I was like fucking shaking. Like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I do have the taker on there as well. Not the American badass, but all the other ones. Um, Hogan, the real American. Yeah. Anytime, it's still, yeah. Still. Anytime that song comes on, you get Yes. Douche, get douche chills. You do, you because it, it brings you back to, you know, when when the entrances were like, you know, you you came out of the arenas like tunnel, t- yeah, tunnel with no no Titan Tron. It was just music and a camera following them to the ring. Or yeah. the or the best thing when when they did the WrestleMania, they did the little mini rings to to bring Andre the oh, Giant because yeah. he couldn't walk. He couldn't walk. <laughs> and then I think the honky tonk man had a had oh, like a pink Cadillac one. And you know who drove that Cadillac? Who? Diamond Dallas Page. Oh. Didn't know that. There you go. Wow. Uh, and the other debut intro that I always loved was of Taz. Course. Yes, because you said you were, yeah. It, okay. Th- yeah. Just because Taz, like they had the build up. Yes. Just like they did with Jericho, mm-hmm. where it, it, you had no idea until what, what 13 was. Right. The boom, 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 boom. And I was like, what is that? It's happening. All Like, don't act shocked. You know, you know what's happening. <laughs> um, but more recently, I think AJ's intro. Is good. It's, I think it's, his it's, debut it, was good. It's fancy. Yeah, he, his kind of came like out of the blue, sans dirt sheet. 
And I, I, I remember when, a, I, when AJ was in TNA, and I said, like, he would be great in WWE going against Jericho, like, guys that are similarly yes. built as him. Mm-hmm. And Chris was like, yeah, but they would, they would shoot him to the moon. Which they did. And then they would let him fall, and then that's it. Which they're doing. Like, no, I don't think he's... No? No, I think still, they still have enough to keep him... He still has the belt. That's true. He's a hard worker. And you, you saw it in TNA that he's a hell of a worker. And he can work with big guys. He can work with, you know, 305 guys. He mm-hmm. can work with people his size. He just doesn't get... He's a guy that could use a manager because his him talking on the mic is painful. Yeah, it's it's the it's, he's got the southern the yeah. southern part of him that just doesn't work as a heel. If I want to hear a southern person talk, give me Heath Slater. Oh my god. Him and I got him. kids to feed. I got kids. To feed. You look at the look at gimmicks like that. I got kids to feed. You got um who's that guy that wrestled on Raw that's like all in 219 now? Oh uh, um oh my god. It's not Curtis Axel, is it? No. Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. Thank you. I, oh my god! I forgot he was even there. And this is going to lead into something I want to do in a, in a, in a in a in a future show. Best jobbers. Don't say anything. Just best jobbers. Job squad. <laughs> but even the job squad wasn't like jobbers. Like they they had the potential. And we we'll get into it later. Bobby Roode's entrance. Oh my god! Glorious is awesome. I I could play that on my phone nonstop, and yeah. and just the fact that. This whole WWE crowd bought into it, like like the even uh, what's his name, um, Fandango, I, Fandango's thing. Just because it's a stupid gimmick, but he, they bought in. They they knew how silly it was, right? That they just bought it, and then he disappeared. Too. And Nakamura, Nakamura is yes. where they bought into his intro because oh now everybody does it. Yeah, much like the, the everything else. Yeah, so there you go. Best intros. See, it spawns off other topics, too. All right. So the last um, item on our list, uh, since we are recording here on a Wednesday, was this Sunday was SummerSlam. Um, it was a packed card. I, I, I would say that. It was a packed card with too many meaningless matches. Which kind of it irks me when they do the kickoff show shit. You mean um, Sunday Night Heat? Oh my god! You, good comparison. That's what it is. It's Sunday Night Heat. Do Do you remember playing like the early versions of like WWE 2K whatever? When I don't know if you did you ever play it or not? Yeah. Where they literally Still made they made you start out as a schmuck. Yeah. Well, working on a, on a Sunday Night Heat thing, you your stupid character, no intro, just working your way up the ladder, so to speak. And I, now they do it. You start off in NXT. Which I think NXT is a little bit more. I mean, obviously, it's years later. It's graphics intense later from the techie side of it. I'm like, ooh, look, cool. Um, you can make your own intro. It's awesome. I have, I have, it's when I have uh, WWE 19 coming when it, when it gets released. And I swear to God, the only person I'm going to use is AJ Styles. <laughs> that, that's it. Um, so, in a kickoff show uh, match. Almas and Vega, I have no idea who the hell they are. They're probably SmackDown people versus Rusev and Lana. Um, Boy, has Rusev fallen off the fucking... Yeah, and you know what? So has Lana. I mean, I get they're trying to push her, but I get, there are limitations right now. She's learning how to wrestle. 
she's but, she she's that what's considered the 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 guy version of a hot piece of ass yeah like like a, like a sunny but she's trying to wrestle i get it i can Trish appreciate Stratus that wasn't good when she started either no but i mean and you know what she's probably she's she's on smackdown for a reason she's learning how to wrestle and she'll, she'll get there but like you said, Rusev, where has he gone? She's also on SmackDown because they probably don't want to split up her and her husband. Who's her husband? Oh, yeah, Rusev. <clears throat> like you said, who who did Rusev piss off to have him be the he first from, match on a kickoff show? He went from being pushed as a main eventer to kickoff. And they interviewed him and saying, you know, aren't you pissed with where you're at in this? And he's like, no, they tell me what to do and I do it. That That's what I do. And whether you're that's, making six figures, and you're yeah. you're traveling with your wife who's making six figures. Yeah, why not? Uh, another uh, kickoff show was for the 305 Live Championship, where mm. yeah, Cedric Alexander, the champion, defeated Andrew Gulak. If your number one contender's last name is Gulak, <clears throat> your division has problems. I'm sorry. You bring back Spotfest. Bring back um, what's his name? Um, who's the guy they fired because of Neville? Yeah, no, the other guy. The um Oh my god. Uh, no. Um Cup of Haters. Oh my god, I can't remember his name. Oh, Enzo. Yeah, Enzo Mori. Just yeah, fucking bring not, him back. They're not bringing him back. Dude, they found out that nothing happened. Doesn't matter. Let him let him and Cass go to uh, go to TNA and just let them rip, rip, rip havoc. Yeah, they're not going. I read something on TMZ that he doesn't want to wrestle anymore. He's got like a rap album coming out. Who Amore? Yeah. Ugh. All right, so uh, another kickoff show, the Raw Tag Team Champions, which this will tell you what the state of the Raw Tag Team Championship division is, thanks to Triple H. The B Team, which is... Um, which is funny. IRS's second favorite son <laughs> and um, Mr. Perfect's son, uh, the B Team, uh, defeated the Revival, which, from what I read, uh, the Revival should have gotten these belts because if you want to make the division... Worth something They're worth a watching. Tag team too. Hmm? They're a boring tag team too. What the revival or B team? Oh, yep. The B team is a comedy tag team. How long is that going to last? Not long. That's like the Hurricane and who is his fucking tag partner? Put the Hurricane and and uh, what Norman Smiley together. It was. <laughs> I would do that. All right, and then the first uh, match they put on SummerSlam, which. Why? Why the first? Unless it's to rally up the crowd for yep. whatever's going to come next. Uh, Rollins defeated champion Dolph Ziggler to, to win the, uh, the Intercontinental. Best match of the night. And it was your first match. That's surprising. Um, yeah, when, when you put on there, when do you have the Rollins Ambrose feud? I don't know because they they're putting that shield back together to oh, face. That's that's what they're doing. They're going to do the build up, the steps up to. Oh my God! Look, the shield is back. To now, Dean Ambrose is the asshole because there's no heels on Raw, especially with Brock. Yeah, on. and and yeah, because they made Dean Ambrose look like Triple H light with, with shavings head and everything, and he's not that the nut job. He's now more of like a fu guy kind of yep. guy. He's like a, he's like a mix of like Triple H and like Stone Cold. Yep, especially with his head shaved now. Um, you look at the SmackDown Tag Team Champs. The New Day defeated the Bludgeon Brothers via disqualification. Um, again, I mean, the New Day is fine because you can throw in the three guys. I mean, I don't care about their bootios or their pancakes gimmick. I mean, no, it's I funny it's for stupid. kids. I mean, you have kids wearing unicorn hats. That's great. You're, that means you're bringing in money. They look like they have dildos on their heads. Um, the Bludgeon Brothers, I think one of the guys uh, hurt his arm or something like that during the match. So they yeah. had to kind of whatever. Uh, money in a bank. The Stro- bludgeon, sorry, the Bludgeon Brothers are mm-hmm. uh, K 
Payne and the Taker. Yeah, of today's, think? yeah. Or what about Hakeem and the Big Boss Man from yesteryear? Uh, Money in a Bank match, Strowman basically squashed Owens. Why? Yeah, Owens needs to be like a main eventer. He just he, needs to be. That's no. He, he's so good that he doesn't need to be a main eventer. He just needs a meaningful feud. He needs like him and Jericho when they started feuding. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, true, true. Who on Raw right now could he feud with where you would be interested in it? Not on Raw. I would put him and Miz. Just. The, the, they can't. They're the two best heels right now. Yeah, but the Miz is more or less a fan favorite heel because of all the. He's great on the mic. He has his stupid, you know, the Miz and the Misses show. That is, yeah, plugging. So. Well, look at look at who he's. I mean, uh, Ziggler. Do him and Ziggler. Again, it's a heel on heel. Heels, but yeah, no. Have, have him feud with Ambrose, but then that's going to be a fan favorite versus a fan favorite. Yeah, that's true. It's it's tough, and you're not going to do when when his buddy comes back either. Um, the Canadian dude. He's not going to be around. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Not be back he, till like next WrestleMania. They said. Um, so so uh, the SmackDown Women's Title. Uh, um, Charlotte Flair obviously defeated uh, Becky Lynch and Champion Carmella, and then Becky Lynch turned heel, which everybody loved. I I would have went. I think it's good because no one saw it coming. Right. But Charlotte's a better heel then Becky Lynch will be. And it, who cares as long as Carmelo doesn't have the fucking belt? Ugh. Yeah, it, it's... Talk about a pretty face that's just... And she basically wore like a... Like a... That, um, that like, V-thong as, like, as like an outfit. I wasn't complaining. By the way, have you noticed that Charlotte Flair got a boob job? No. Yeah, Did go, she? go back and watch. I'll have to look. Wow. That's the real winners of it. <laughs> uh, the WWE Championship Samoa Joe defeated Joey Styles via uh, disqualification yeah an impact match it's an impact match 2009 but again and it's it's weird how I love the WWE WWF but I always root for those those matches and those players from a WCW from a TNA from an ECW and this is this is TNA part two when you have guys that work together and i think joey styles uh, not joey styles hello Wrong guy. um aj styles did an interview where it's like listen you know i've going against samoa joe i've done it so many times we've been up and down the road together it was just like a perfect match and it i love it was a good match it was a good uh, joe shit talking yeah aj's wife samoa joe another guy that um uh paul Heyman can be an advocate for i would think I don't think he needs it. Joe is good on the mic. He is, he is good. He is good. He is very good. Um, and you had mentioned that it was a 2008 Don West-Taz match. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere Mike Tenay feels left out. Yes. But and they had they had really good matches in, in TNA. TNA. Yes. So, I mean, it works. I can really say that AJ has not had a bad match. No. And, and, and to be honest, they've... My my thing has always been that they always take superstars from a TNA, a WCW, ECW, and they just squash them. They're like, here, if they're here. Not home if they're not homegrown, they're yeah. But I think what they're doing with AJ and Samoa Joe and Bobby Roode, and as a side note, I want them to bring back Beer Money. I swear to God, I want them to bring back Beer Money and have them given the belts, I, not with the beer like issue or whatever. You know, that's where Bobby Roode came from, and that's great. The only f- problem is they're both like old 
Yeah. Like they're like mid to late 30s, yeah, early 40s. And then people would just say you're just doing the APA all over again. That's true. And you can't, yeah. And you know what? At a WrestleMania or, or at a gimmick thing, they'll bring back the APA and have Ron Simmons go, damn. 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 Which to me is still funny. It's still funny. At WrestleMania, was it when they had the poker match? Yeah. No, it was the uh, the Raw 25. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the bro, yeah. The, the gimmick one. Um, the Elias promo where his guitar breaks. Listen. I just hope it broke by accident. Like, he wasn't expecting it. So do I. So do I. I, I don't know what they're doing with Elias. It's it, it's like a roller coaster. Like they're they're building him up for something, and it just, he just completely drops out. They build him up for something, he completely drops why out. Why not have him? If you had, I I have. Why not have him feud with Owen, with Owens, not Owen Hart, because no one's feuding with him. Um, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Anvil Nightheart is. Mm-hmm. British yeah. Bulldog is. Oh yeah. Brian Pullman is. waiting for the next <laughs> member. You're <laughs> um, terrible. Yeah, I have Elias feud with with Kevin Owens, but. That would turn Kevin Owens to face. Because he would just make fun of Elias' stupid songs mm-hmm. and, and guitar and, and all of that stuff. It's a shame because Elias has a good look. Oh, yeah. He's got a halfway decent gimmick, but they just can't. They're looking for a super feud with him, like The Rock or whatever, right. that might not ever come. No. But instead, when, when they have a, a some type of pay-per-view over in Australia, you put Triple H and, and Neil and Taker together one last time. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, we have The Miz defeating Daniel Bryan. Well, that match means Daniel Bryan's coming back because he didn't win clean. He did the, what's her name? Marissa? Maurice. Maurice, whatever. She uh she came out with a basket that obviously didn't have the baby in it, and then did the whole old school. Br- They're brass knucks. Gotcha. Jr. Yes. Um, I I heard on something else that she should have had like a metal baby. A metal. <laughs> and like the Miz hits him with the baby. Yeah. Oh my! Instant heel. The Miz should never be a face no, ever. No, he is. He is ever right now he's. The best heel. Him and Kevin Owens are the two best heels that they have. Um, Finn Balor as the demon gimmick, uh, defeating Constable Corbin. I, I don't understand Corbin's thing. I, I really don't. pictures of Vince doing something. Cause... It, it's, it's that whole thing that he's a big guy, and Vince loves big guys. Yep. And that's the only thing. I, I, I he's the GM. They put him as GM of Raw, Raw with, with own, uh, Angle going on vacation. Yeah. There's <sighs> a, that's who you have, Kevin Owens. Have him and Finn Balor. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I'd watch that. Here's here's the thing with that feud. Don't end it after the next pay per view. Keep with a pay per view after that. Keep go one for one each time. Keep going. Have them go for three pay per views. What's the next major one? Uh, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Yeah. So yeah. you have September, October, November, and then Kevin Owens puts a team together at Survivor Series. Finn Balor, Balor puts Club. The, the Balor Club together. Boom. And there's your match. We're available. <laughs> I don't know what you're wasting your time for right now. The U.S. title, uh, Nakamura champion, defeated um, Jeff Hardy clean. Owen uh, Orton attempted to um, do a run-in, then he walked backstage. I don't, I this don't. was a pointless match. It, it is. This you, could have been. So much better. The first match. Yeah, very true. Flip-flop this match with Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Jeff Hardy's 
Jack Sparrow eyes. Oh, with the when he when he, when he blinks, yeah. yeah. Um, I give him that thing. That 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 whole paint job that that he does is 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 all right. But again, it, it's a, it's a, it's a merchandise. Mm-hmm. So, but it was a good match. Very funny in the beginning. It started off great. Where Nakamura made fun of Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy made fun of Nakamura. You know, they did their kind of. But it, it got stale. Like, why, why, why does Nakamura keep going for a nut shot? Like, make him a full heel and just leave it. Let him wrestle as a heel. Let's just do it. Don't, don't, don't do Give it. Give him a manager so he could talk, so he doesn't say his three words in English that he. Oh, uh, no, understand English. I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, okay. You understood the question. How do you not understand English? Uh, for the Raw Women's title, obviously Ronda Rousey defeated Alexa Bliss. This is the match. Right before this match, I fell asleep. <laughs> Just to let you know. That's I, how excited I was to see Ronda, Ronda Rousey. How long was this match? I have no idea. It should All... have been three minutes of Alexis Bliss running around the ring and then Ronda Rousey catching her and breaking her arm. Yeah, but then you then you lose Alexa Bliss. And, you know, like, who, who are you going to... I mean, no, you're not going to have... Like, a, I mean, you do the whole... All the arm thing, yeah. The whole arm thing, and then she shows up with a cast on her arm oh, and okay, complains. Yeah. And I just... I mean, I get the Ronda, pushing Ronda Rousey because it's a money thing. But I, I'm serious. I just can't get past the fact that they're putting her in skimpier shorts and tighter tops so that it's it's that, like, puppies gimmick her, all her, over again. Like, her makeup was weird oh that was terrible she looked like she i saw a meme that said uh it looked like she should have been in the warriors <laughs> come out and, and then you have your universal title where roman reigns finally defeated brock lesnar and lesnar is now gone after um after being f5'd by or f5ing freaking Strowman left and right which i don't understand defeating you have a guy that's a monster and yet you're just easily just f5ing him taking him out like you're 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 losing so much steam with Strowman. Just put a strap on him. Let him sit there like Bruno San Martino did for years. He's perfect. Get these hands over and over again. Yeah. I mean That's another Vince push. <sighs> where they're building up Braun to take it off of. But now what are you gonna have? Braun feud with Roman Reigns? And the shield, which is stupid. Yep. Even having I hate Roman Reigns as a singles competitor. He just doesn't do it for me. Braun has got the most momentum right now. Of course. And he's on had either it roster. He's had it, too. And he's a fan favorite. And you're going to have him go against Roman Reigns and lose. Because you're going to keep the belt on Roman Reigns for a while. And then by the time you're ready to give Strowman the title, everybody's like, why? He doesn't deserve it. He's he's lost so much. You, you know what I mean? Like it's When's the elimination chamber? Um... Next is Hell in the Cell. All right. And then whenever the Elimination Chamber is, is when you have the shield feud with one another. You put the shield in the Elimination Chamber. You put Braun Strowman. And you put, I don't know, whoever the hot young. Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah, that's what would be in it. I was looking. I watched. Good news is he wasn't on the pay-per-view, so that's a plus. I watched Bobby Lashley fight. I don't know who it was on Monday. I looked at his finisher. Isn't it just like a, a belly he, slam? No. He he. Okay, so he lifts the guy so that the guy's stomach is on your shoulder, right? And then it's like, you know, like that sidewalk slam? Yeah. But it's like 
off of his shoulder. He just lifts him up and he just do like a belly flop on the ring and then he pins him. Yeah. That's his finisher. That's good. Why does he wear a headband? He has no hair. Why is he even a main event guy? They because knew Vince he... needed a big muscular guy. And they guy. knew that What's-Its-Name is leaving. Oh, uh, Lesnar? Brock. Yeah. That's, oh. that's who they're going to fucking put Paul Heyman with. Lashley? Oh, no. Lack no. of personality. Yeah, get, get the thing off of his... Uh... And how come nobody wins a title on Raw anymore? Yeah, this should be surprising. It does like Intercontinental or U.S. titles. Again. Never the main no, title. Never the has main title. not happened, and I had to look this up. Uh huh. It has not happened since 2011, so seven years. Cena, Rey oh Mysterio. Wow. Yep. <gasps> I don't. And he's supposed to come back too. Who? Cena. Yeah, after his movie, I guess. Oh my god, yes. Hulk Hogan too, man. Alright, folks. Thank you for downloading and listening. High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. Rob and Dave, go ahead and go to hsskpod.com for all the social media stuff, all the places you can download us. Please leave us a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate it. Get in touch with us on social media. Let us know. Facebook, Twitter, how we're doing, what you want to hear on it, what we suck at, what we're good at. What have you. Dave, would you like to end this in any way possible? Toodles. Toodles. Yeah.